Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. We're looking at the Bella Bill. Now, Bella is standing for Basic Education Laws Amendment Bill and its effect on the running of public schools. Joining us now to unpack this is Dr. Anthea Soresto, the CEO of the Governing Body Foundation. Doctor, very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. Enos, good afternoon to you. And the indeed, Doctor, and thanks for making the time to join us this afternoon just to unpack this uh, basic education laws amendment known as the Billable. Uh, hearings I've, well, I've just read earlier on, uh, which kicked off over the weekend in terms of presentation. Many concerns raised initially. Take us through it. What exactly are the concerns regarding this? Right. You know, now the Billable has been around since 2017, and we've been making comments since then, and there have been various versions. Right. And then one was tabled in December, and um, since then, it's the 21, and since then, there have been opportunities for the public to comment. Uh, our organization and many other organizations put in their comments. In November... The main organization, stakeholders in education, went off to Parliament in Cape Town and made presentations to the Education Portfolio Committee. Right. And now what you've probably picked up, and now uh, the listeners have picked up, are the hearings that have taken place in different provinces, public hearings, where anybody could go and say whatever they wanted to say. It was a little bit orchestrated and so not necessarily as... um, a good an opportunity as people might have wanted. But there has been plenty of opportunity for people to put in their written submissions and even, as I said, make oral submissions to the committee in Parliament. So we did that. So there are some good things, uh, in my opinion. Uh, It's recognizing that basic education is from grade R to grade 12. But there's a problem with that Mm -hmm. in that the funding for grade R is a problem. So that's number one. Okay. Grade um, R, sorry, Doctor, very quickly. Grade R, what's, what age is that? Because that's new, isn't it? Uh, well, yes. And now, grade R is yeah, anyone now below the compulsory age of schooling. So currently you must be in grade one by the age of seven. Right. So uh, grade R would be the reception year would be an age before then, and it, okay. it allows quite young children, you know, five-year-olds to be at school now from grade R. It's simply that as long as you're in grade one by seven, the year you turn seven. Okay. So grade R is mostly the year in which children turn six, mm-hmm. but it could be younger. That is has been a little bit problematic for some people, but I don't think we should get too hung up on that. Right. Um, you know, There are good things, a definition of jugs, making school operation a bit easier in terms of what qualifies as a loan that you had to get permission for. Because there are lots of things schools have to get permission for, and they don't get answers. And so some of the clauses deem approval within 60 days, after 60 days. If you haven't heard, then it means you're approved. But that doesn't apply to everything. Right. There, there is um, a clear indication that people can't be paid for being on school governing bodies. Now, that's important because some people wrongly want to be on governing bodies in order 
you get, uh, see it as a to job. Receive an but income. it's not a job. It's right. a voluntary service. Right. So it makes it clear you can't be paid. You're going to do voluntary service, in other words. Uh, leases, for instance, under a year. If you let out your school property for under a year, you don't need approval. And that's a good thing because many schools use their property right. to raise some funds. They let it out for parties and so on. And, and that's an easy way to get a little bit of extra income. Okay. Also important that fraud. If people submit fraudulent documents, there is now, uh, there are now consequences. Um, sure. And, yeah, and that's that's right because we have a lot of cheating going on and people pretending to live somewhere but they don't. The big ones that have hit the news have been about reduction in school governing bodies' powers. Okay, and and that's a problem because mostly those ones affect the schools where parents are paying quite high fees. Now they're paying high fees, but they see. They're losing all their ability to make decisions, even even things about the school finances. That, you know, they've got to reveal right. everything about their school finances. They've got to do everything mm-hmm. um, in a way that's prescribed to them. So there's no autonomy, yet they're contributing quite a lot uh, to the education sector. As an example, um, sorry, Doctor, if I can come in there, what, what exactly what kind of interference are we looking at there regarding school body uh, control? What is it that they want well, to target? Well, the two key ones have been on admissions. Mm-hmm. Who decides who may be admitted to a school? It's a very touchy topic. Okay. Because there are some schools that probably have been discriminatory in whom they accept into the school. Sure. So there's, there's a lot of suspicion about who's allowed in and who's gatekeeping and so on. So one understands mm-hmm. why the proposals are tabled. And there's a lot of fear because we don't always believe that there will be good faith. Indeed. The process for doing it by the head of department, in other words, the head of department in each province, uh, head of education in the province has the final say now in terms of Bella. Right. And that's okay if that process is conducted by the HOD in an absolutely fair uh, manner. If If it's good faith, a discussion with the governing body and all the rest, I don't believe there's a problem. But the good faith is the issue that many people are worried about. And the same applies to language policy. Right. That up till now, schools determine their language policy, Mm -hmm. but now the head of department will have the final say on it. And again, people are not trusting uh, uh, in the good faith of provincial heads of department to be... Fair and good. Now, we have no, no argument with a school, for instance, that has an exclusive language, um, and it's, it's targeted at the Afrikaans schools, really. But if an Afrikaans mm. school can accommodate a thousand children, but they're only 500, and the uh, MEC and HOD need another 500 spaces, and there are those 500 spaces, but they're children who want Boy, another right. language, Mm. One can understand why the HOD would want to, um, sure. you know, say, take those children. Doctor, so, s- mm. sorry, we don't have my, I, do, I wanted to touch on to one aspect that I read in the article, in an article earlier on about uh, parents having uh, parents uh, wanting to do homeschooling. What is the issue yeah. around that? Yes, the homeschooling is also a big issue. 
Now, it's not part of our business because we deal with public schools, but right. it's the greater control over It's going to put pressure the people doing homeschooling to get people to be these accredited assessors to verify that the children are reaching particular standards of education. Okay. So it's 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 more more regular regulatory control, sure, and will cost people who are doing homeschooling more than they had in the past. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of technicalities in terms of applying for the homeschooling, getting approval for the homeschooling, right, right. Uh, having to meet certain requirements. They could even come and visit the home where the schooling is supposed to be going to okay. be done. So all of that is specified. Look, it is the department's attempt to make sure that all children get education. But the homeschooling people will believe that it's actually interfering sure. uh, gone too far sure. uh, it, it, and, and I think it has in terms of the assessment I think it's an opportunity for more corruption and bribery and you know people <laughs> are going to set up businesses and make money right. out of the homeschoolers Doctor very quickly we just got about enough time uh, we, we're going to have to wrap very soon just got about a minute uh, left um, so regarding this bill are, are there still hearings take, uh, taking place very quickly for the benefit of all listeners yes, yes right. they're, they're, they're almost I think there are only two provinces left, mm-hmm. Eastern Cape and one other province. I'm not exactly sure, Northern Cape possibly. Okay. One, one more province. Is, uh, so the two are about to happen. They happen every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Three okay. sessions in each province. Friday. But they're almost over. We, we're at the end of that. And then we have to see where we go after that. Indeed, um, how will the portfolio committee handle their input? Doctor, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us, taking the time to join us this afternoon, just to give us a rundown as to exactly what this uh, basic education laws amendment bill, known as Bella, is all about. As you've heard Doctor mention that there are two uh, uh, two uh, two sessions left in the Eastern Cape. She wasn't quite sure which was the other province. That's on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Dr. Anthea Soresta, the CEO of the Governing Body Foundation.